So welcome to uh, Infused Church this morning. Um, I want to say thank you for joining us and being a part of the service here with us, but also want to thank all of those who are joining us online this morning. I'm looking back at that camera that we can't get on the front screen, so uh, you've, you're just stuck with me this morning. Um, so uh, looking forward to uh, and a great me. That's it. Not me. Not the me. The me. The me. No, the you, the me. That's cool. You, the man. Cool. Um, we're continuing with our series on faith uh, this morning. Uh, the Roman, Romans chapter 1 verse 17 says, uh, the righteous will live by faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, it says, we live by faith and not by sight. See, this is the thing that we've been called to as the people of God. Uh, as believers, we are called to live a life of faith in every area of our life. We access the, access the, the abundant life of Christ, uh, and the, the promises of the Father by faith. We access the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit by faith. We uh, raise our families as believers in Christ because of our faith. Uh, we share the good news of the gospel because of our faith in Christ. So how do we live this life of faith that we've been called to, uh, to live? Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, I uh, spoke about having faith in God and starting small. I would really encourage you to uh, check that message out if you haven't seen it. It's on our YouTube channel and also the podcast that you can see as well. So I really encourage you to check it out. But this morning, I just want to take that a step further in talking about having faith in God. Start small, keep it simple. So this morning's message is simply having faith in God, Start small, keep it simple. And I want to talk this morning a little bit out of Mark chapter 10, verses 13 to 16. And it says this, being uh, People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and don't hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. He says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Jesus took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and he blessed them. And this morning, I just want to give you a small demonstration of how easy it is to keep things simple by having us all pray together for this message. So I will speak it out. You repeat it, mean it from your heart, and it's as simple as that. Okay, here we go. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Draw me closer to you in this message. And I pray, grow my faith in Jesus' name. Amen. That's how simple it is to have a simple faith in God. It's as simple as that. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been to Subway or had a hotel buffet meal and you're waiting in line behind other people who are also waiting behind other people? And uh, these people in front are deciding what they're going to eat. We're waiting and waiting and the line isn't moving. We're all watching helplessly as the person at the front of the line looks at all this lovely food trying to decide what to eat. We smile but inwardly we are fuming, at least I would be. Okay, 
What's so comp? Why is it so hard to make a decision when you get to the buffet or you're having something at Subway? There's heaps to choose from, and these people have had so much time to look at all of the choices before them before they even got to the front of the line. And yet here we stand, looking, 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 while the line of hungry people stands frozen in place. This is a perfect example of how to make simple things complicated. Sometimes the older we get, the more complicated things become. We complicate things. Christians are gifted at making the Christian life complicated. We are so good at making it hard. You know, it's having faith in God can get so complicated and hard that we actually lose sight of the simplicity of the gospel and all that Jesus did for us. We make it so hard. Jesus reminds us to have the faith like a child, to trust God like a child trusts a father who waits to catch them as they jump into his arms from the swings at the playground or they wait to catch the child at the bottom of the slide as they come down at the playground. Check this out. Remember when you were five? Life was so simple and slow that even the dirt and wind had a smell to it. The cool air would float across the freshly cut grass to fill your nose with something so familiar that it had the power to help you forget. There was no homework. It seemed like the sun would stay out until 11. You would run to the playground and play for hours. You'd make your way around the park, getting your fill of every last piece of equipment to squeeze everything you can out of this beautiful summer day. The swing? You save the swing for last. The swing is where you can take flight, launch yourself without a care, willing to forget all the laws of physics just to feel free, floating through the air, fearless. To you, there were no consequences to this bold, beautiful act of letting go. Because you know that dad hasn't dropped you once. He never will. So simple. God's not going to drop you. He's not going to let you slip through his fingers. He's not going to let go of you or lose sight of you. And this is what I'm talking about in having faith in God. Start small, keep it simple, okay? It's, it's, as we spend time with kids, maybe, it's easier to see their childlike faith as they play with their friends or with their toys or they do things for their parents. Uh, here's some traits of a healthy child that you may have recognized uh, in, in, as you see the kids. They forgive easily. Have you ever noticed that about children? They don't hold grudges. They're full of love. They laugh. They aren't cynical or skeptical. They're worry-free and carefree. They aren't full of doubt. They're innocent. They express what they feel. They're uncomplicated. They have unlimited energy. And most parents will say, yeah, amen, wish that weren't true, but uh, eager to learn new things. They marvel at creation, at butterflies, frogs, lizards, spiders, 
anything that creeps or crawls. They love flowers. They're imaginative. They're creative. They're playful. They dream big dreams. I'm like, most of us, if we've heard maybe ourselves say or our friends say, when I grow up, I'm going to be an astronaut. They've got these big dreams. You know, they, they want, want to do great things. They dance. So if we were to apply those qualities to our Christian faith, how do we measure up? If I'm honest, and I want to be honest this morning with you, I don't have as many of those characteristics as I'd like to have. We've got to get back to it. See, Jesus has a childlike faith because he doesn't lose his awe and his wonder and hope for humanity like we do sometimes when life hits us too hard or too often. Likewise, all of these characteristics of childlike faith describe the Jesus that we know. And this morning, I really want to just take a moment because as I was preparing this message, I felt the Holy Spirit give me a, a passage of Scripture for some people here today. Because I know that there's likely that there are people that are struggling today in your faith. There's people that maybe you feel like you're going under. Maybe you're spiralling downwards. Maybe you're losing hope. Maybe you're failing in a particular area of your life. This, this morning, I want to be your declaration in your life as we start to move forward this morning. And it's out of Psalm chapter 30 and verses 2 to 5. And this is what it says. And this is what I want you to hear this morning. And I'm going to declare this over your life. This whole thing about faith in God is having a simplicity around the things of God. So when you hear this, I want you to take it on board and see it from the point of view that you're not declaring this to gain your victory, but you stand from the place of victory, speaking this as your reality, even though it's not. This morning, I feel that the Spirit of God is going to come alive in people this morning because He wants to, you to start to see that this is how you are right now in the spiritual realm, the, the place of victory that he, He's got you in. It may just not be in your physical circumstance, but that's going to come along as you start to declare this out over your life this morning. Is anyone with me this morning? Or, I, or do you need to check your pulse? Okay, so this is what it says. It says... O Lord, my healing God, I cried out for a miracle and you healed me. You brought me back from the brink of death, from the depths below. Now here I am alive and well, fully restored. Oh, sing and make melody, you steadfast lovers of God. Give thanks to Him every time you reflect on His holiness. I've learned that His anger lasts for a moment, but His loving favour lasts a lifetime. We may weep through the night, but at daybreak we will turn into shouts of ecstatic joy. That's your declaration this morning. I want you to start to see, you might be sick this morning, but you're gonna declare that because you've cried out to God, you are healed. Because the reality is at salvation, when we got saved, that salvation word is the sozo word. It incorporates healing, restoration. It incorporates freedom and everything that we need. We are healed right here, right now. We have been healed right from the very beginning of time, but when Jesus gave himself on the cross, we need to, I need to, wow, this is in me, I tell you. Okay. We need to keep it simple. We need to keep it simple. 
We need to keep it simple. I'm going to refer back to this this morning. And I want to, if, there are, if you're in this place, and I, I know this takes guts. It takes courage. I know that it, sometimes it's, it's just being vulnerable before God. It's, it's something that you, you just need to say, stuff what anyone else. Can I, can I say the word stuff this morning? Okay. Too late. I'm not going to care about what anybody else thinks or says or points or looks. Today, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand and this is my word. This is the thing that every time I struggle, every time this this thing comes back to me, like it might be depression, it might be anxiety, it might be worry this morning. Listen to the words it says, you know, as as you're going from the depths from, from below, from the depths below. He says, you brought me back from the brink of death, from the depths below. You know, you're, you're worried, you're under, this, under the pump, you're under the circumstances. You, you catch yourself saying, I'm under these circumstances. Well, God's never taught us to be under these circumstances. He told us that we're the head and not the tail, that we're above and not beneath. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? If this is you, if this is you, I want you to, to have the courage this morning to stand. I want you to stand and I'm going to declare this over your life this morning. If, if you, if you're sick in body this morning, if you need a breakthrough this morning, if your finances need a touch from God, if your relationships need a touch from God, if you need anything from God, this is your declaration this morning. If you need a miracle from God this morning, then this is for you this morning. It doesn't matter what it is that you're believing for. This covers everything because this is what Jesus is saying to us this morning. Now, I don't know if you can read this, but I'm going to read it out and I pray that you can read along with me. Oh Lord, my healing God, I cried out for a miracle and you healed me. You brought me back from the brink of death, from the depths below. Now here I am, alive and well, fully restored. Oh, sing and make melody, you steadfast lovers of God. Give thanks to Him every time you reflect on His holiness. I've learned for a moment, but His loving favour lasts a lifetime. We may weep through the night, but at daybreak, it will turn into shouts of ecstatic joy this morning. Whoa, come on, come on, come on, come on. Shout for joy. He's living. He's a living God. He's the almighty, powerful God. He's the God of miracles this morning. God is alive forevermore. And He's created you to live forevermore. Not in the depths down there, but in life this morning. He restores your your bodies to health this morning. And I release this, this Word in Jesus' Name over every person, over every person this morning. I release the power of this Word and that the Holy Spirit would bring power to it, Lord, lifting up everything that people need in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on. It's good. See, listen to this. Listen to this. See, keeping it simple, keeping it simple doesn't mean a powerless faith. Doesn't mean it's powerless. 
See, keeping it simple doesn't mean it's weak. And it's an e- give up easy sort of faith. Keeping it simple is powerful. It goes the distance. So how do we have this faith in God to keep it and keep it simple? Here's number one. Number one, this is really simple. Believe the Word of God. Just believe the Word of God. Don't complicate it. Don't, don't overcomplicate it. Don't over, you know, I'll get to that overthinking in a minute. But believe the Word of God. Don't overthink it. Because Scripture is alive and it speaks to our heart. God can use the same Scripture to reveal many truths. One day we read the same Scripture that we've read for years and we suddenly see it differently. It's been quickened to us. I'm going to talk next week on the quickening of the Word. You don't want to miss that message. You need to invite your friends. There are people in your, in your sphere, your, your circle of influence that need to hear that there has been a quickened word to them and that they need to grab that word again. They gave them to them years ago. They've given up on it. It hasn't come to pass. There's a quickening on that word next coming up for next week. I believe that there's going to be a fulfillment of the words of God, prophetic utterances that have come into people's world. And there's going to be, I'm getting excited. That's next week. That's next week. What am I doing next week? So we need to believe. See, but God reveals an aspect of truth exactly when we need it. See, this psalm that we're talking about is not praying for victory. It's a prayer of faith from a place of victory. You see yourself healed, rejoicing with shouts of ecstatic joy. It's not denying the circumstances that you may be in, but it's declaring that even in those circumstances, there's a greater truth that I'm believing for. There's a truth that comes from the words of God that I'm going to believe and put my faith in because I choose to believe the Word of God. It says that, you know, I cried out for a miracle and you healed me. You healed me. You brought me back from the brink of death. I thought I was done for, God. I thought I was finished. I thought I'd messed up so bad that you could never use me again. That's a lie from the pit of hell and it's not what God says about you. He says right here, God can raise the dead. You know, ask Lazarus if he was done for, okay? Ask the widow's son when they're doing the funeral procession procession, and Jesus comes along and suddenly this woman, you know, she's lost her son but then Jesus lays his hand on on this little boy or this boy in this, this coffin, he raises him to life. Everything is different when you come into a, a, an encounter with God. I'm preaching myself happy this morning. See, we, we, we weep through the night, but at daybreak, it will turn into shouts of joy. We need to believe the Word of God. We need to believe the Word of God. Don't overthink it. When the Word of God says, I can do all things, guess what? You can do all things. When the Bible says, love your enemies, guess what? Oh, 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 didn't know you are going to chuck that one in. I believe everything else you've got to say, but that one I'm a bit... No, we can do it. Why? Because there's grace to do it. We can pray for those in authority. We can devote ourselves. This is what the Word says. We can meet together. We can break bread. We can speak in tongues. We can heal the sick, raise the dead, give eyes, blind eyes, things to see. We're going to get... Second one, second one. Second one, simplify our prayers. Simplify our prayers. Praying is not an elocution competition. It is not an elocution competition. The floweriest prayer doesn't win. The simple prayer of faith does. 
We just need to simplify it, dumb it down. And God's going, what? Hey, Gabriel, check out this word. I thought, you got a dictionary? <laughs> Mate, don't know what that one was. That means. Just, like, if you pray that way, good luck to you. Praise God. I mean, if that's where your faith is, fantastic. Okay? Really, I don't mean to disrespect that. But let's keep it simple. And there's spit flying everywhere. Do you see that? I do need an umbrella. Or oh, you need an umbrella. Yeah, you're lucky you've got a hat on. I'm glad it's not me sitting there. Simplify your prayers. I cried out for a miracle and you healed me. Lord, give me a miracle. It's a simple prayer. Lord, you bring me back from the brink of death. Lord, help me. See, the, the psalm is a, is a simple prayer. Heal me, Lord. End this dark season in Jesus' name. Here's, here's how kids pray, okay? You like, you're like this. Thank you, God, for my baby brother, but I prayed for a puppy. <laughs> Dear God, I want to be just like my dad when I grow up, but not so hairy. <laughs> hey, God, I went to a wedding and it was at church and there were people kissing. Is that all right? Better believe it. Simple prayers. Help! It's a simple prayer. Lord, I need you is a simple prayer. God, I can't see my way ahead. Could you help me is a simple prayer. Sometimes the most powerful prayers are about two or three words long. Lord, I surrender. I'm not going to fight you anymore. I give up. I'm yours. Simple prayer. Come from a heart that's passionately been touched by God. Lord, help Pastor Gary. Lord, do something with him. Simple prayer. It does, trust me. (laughs) Trust me, it does. Third point. Third point. Don't let reasoning rule your spirit. Don't let reasoning rule your spirit. Many times we get this incredible God idea that comes to us. However, it's not long before we think it away and we've talked ourselves out of it because we've reasoned that word away. When God said to us, just go to your neighbour and tell them that I love them, you're thinking, that's a great word. Gee, you know, Pastor Gary talked about having a simple faith on Sunday and now I've got this great thing. I'm, you know, I'm, oh, hang on, I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, it's raining outside. Um, I'm pretty sure that they might have, you know, I'm pretty sure their doorbell doesn't work. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go around next door. And we've talked ourselves out of it before we've even realised it, understanding that it's something that God wanted us to do to bring freedom to our neighbour that may have just been the thing that... Uh, causes them to give their hearts to Jesus. Genesis chapter 3, there were two trees in the Garden of Eden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which in a lot of people's terms they think about as the tree of reasoning, about human understanding. And then there was the tree of life. See, God told Adam and Eve not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because their lives were to be lived in relationship with the Father, not based upon what they thought that they thought that they knew but upon re- the, and the reasoning of their minds, but based upon knowing the heart of the Father. 
That's why we should not let reasoning rule our spirit. Proverbs 3 verses 5 to 6, trust in the Lord. In other words, have faith in God. Don't lean on your own understanding, in your own reasoning. In all your ways, submit to Him and He. In other words, God will do the work. He will make your path straight. It's a simple faith in, in uh, keeping it simple, just trusting God. Don't reason stuff out. Don't reason these verses away that the Holy Spirit wants you to declare over your life this morning. It, it, and see, it doesn't it make sense. Does it make sense, this, this whole thing? No, it doesn't. You know, this de- declaring this Psalm 30 over, does it make sense at all? No. Does it make sense to say something that you're not? Like, you, you might be sick and you're saying that, you, does that make sense? No, it doesn't. Okay? But that's why it's faith. That's why it's faith. That's why it's trusting in God. It's not leaning on your own understanding. I don't understand half the stuff in the Bible. But you know what? I'm so glad that I'm in a relationship with the Spirit of God that He can walk me through stuff that I don't understand and He helps me in those moments. So don't don't reason this stuff away. It's simple childlike faith in God that will win the day as we move forward. Number whatever it is. Four, I knew that. Let our faith be real. Let our faith be real. There's no pretense with God. I love that about the Father. He not only knows our thoughts, but he sees how we respond to situations. The Bible says that he knows our sitting and our standing. He knows a word before we've even spoken it. He's not caught by surprise. Do our thoughts and actions match? I love what the Apostle Paul says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 to 17, he says, Therefore I urge you to imitate me. For this reason I'm sending to you Timothy, my son whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere and in every church. In other words, what Paul lived is what he believed. What he believed is what he lived. There was no differentiation. There was nothing like saying that I'm going to declare the Word of God on Sunday, but then on Monday I'm just going to walk the other way and not do that in my life. Timothy's going to say, no, that's not how he lives. What would the people around you say? Oh, that was a bit up front, Pastor Gary. Shirt front me then. Is our faith life the same whether we're shopping in public, serving in the church, or changing the oil in our car? Not everyone will change the oil in your car, but that's all right. You get what I mean? Next one, keep our hearts pure. I don't know about you. I would suspect that it would be true for you too, is that your prayer life has changed over the years. From, Lord, change them. Would you do something with them? I mean, they, they, they said this, they did that, they... Would you change them? Now it's more, Lord, would you change me? Lord, help me. Give me the grace I need to see this through. I rarely pray for stuff. I more often pray for more of God to become more like Jesus in my life. I pray for more revelation from the word of God that I can actually live in my life. Not know more stuff. I don't want to know more stuff. I want to live more stuff according to what the word of God says. I want my life to be a reflection of what the Word of God is. We must keep renewing our heart daily to stay pure by keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. 
Saints, my encouragement to you this morning is to keep it simple. Keep it simple. See, Jesus tells us to receive the kingdom of God like a child, to have a simple faith in God. Then he shows us exactly what that looks like in this passage in Mark chapter 10. You see, the people brought their children to, to Jesus and the disciples said, no, you can't do that. Jesus saw this. He was ticked, didn't like it. Okay, he says, no, don't stop them from coming. Let the children come to me. He says, because, you know, I tell you the truth, anyone who can't receive the kingdom of God like a child is never going to be able to enter it. And then he shows us what this simple faith looks like. Jesus took the children in his arms. He put his hand on them. And he blessed them. That is a simple faith. That is what simple faith in Jesus looks like. Simple faith looks like Jesus carrying the children in his arms. Let Jesus carry us. Let him do the heavy lifting in life. Let the simplicity of our faith in God carry us. Let the word do the work. We just need to keep it simple and let God do the work. It's Him that's doing it. We just need the faith. Just believe in Him. And if there's an associated action with that, then do that. But you know what? It's God that does the work. Secondly, simple faith looks like Jesus putting His hands on the children. Lay hands on the Word of God. Don't let it go. If God's given you a a Scripture, this is why it's so important to have a daily time with Jesus. I want to talk about that next week when we have this rhema word, a rhema word, a quickened word to us. It's that we search through the word. We're going through something. And I'm just going to give you a precursor to next week. But we're going through something. And it's, it's difficult. Find out what the word of God says. Okay, look up. And you might get 70 or 80 hits come back saying that there's this particular scripture that relates to the particular things that you've just done a search on. Because Google's really good like that. Okay, but you're going to have to read through every one of those. But I guarantee you, in those scriptures, there will be one or two scriptures that will make your heart skip. What am I talking about? Suddenly, the Spirit of God has just done something. He's quickened a word to you. That's the word you need to hang on to. That's the word that you need to lay hold of and to to cling to because God will see that word come to pass in your world. Amen? Lay hands on that word. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, Don't for a minute let this book of Revelation be out of of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure that you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. I want to tell you this morning that the Holy Spirit is the power. He's the muscle behind God's word. Don't let it go. Don't let the word of God go for you. Okay? Simple faith looks like Jesus blessing the children. There's an outcome. And it's a blessing. It's a blessing. There's an answer to your problem. There's an answer to your need. There's an answer to your sickness. There's an answer. God's got an answer. Jesus blessed the children and he'll bless us too. I want to ask you a question. You'll see how my brain works sometimes. Part of me asks, where are the children of these children that Jesus blessed? When Jesus blessed these children... They were truly blessed. The Bible says, Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep 
his commands. My question is, if we could trace the genealogy of Mother Teresa or Billy Graham or Martin Luther back, would we find their ancestors sitting in the arms of Jesus? Let me ask you another question. If we were to trace your genealogy back, could we find that your ancestors were sitting in the arms of Jesus and he placed his hand on you and he blessed you. You might not be able to do it ancestrally, like genealogy-wise, but I want to tell you right now that Jesus has already picked you up. When you got saved, when you got saved, your bloodline changed. Therefore, now, if you're a new creation, the old has gone, the new has come. You've got a new DNA. It's a divine DNA. It's a heavenly DNA. It's the DNA of your Father in heaven. We need to understand that we've already been blessed. God's put His hand upon us. That We just need to walk in that and see that coming out to pass. It says, Jeremiah 17 verses 7 to 8 says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees aren't bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Only God could do that. And I'm pretty sure that there's this same sort of inference made in Revelation at the end of days. See, we can turn to God and trust Him for answers to life's problems. We may have to train ourselves to put away doubt and fear. We might have to train ourselves to stop and investigate the leaves, the veins on a leaf. We might have to imagine what it's like to fly like a bird. But we've got to get back to the awe and wonder of who God is. Like just being a childlike faith. Remind yourselves, when was the last time you splashed in a puddle rather than running around and going, <laughs> <laughs> Splash in a puddle. I dare you. Just not when I'm around. Right? Being childlike in our faith in Jesus becomes simpler the more we give our problems, challenges, heartaches and needs to the Father so that he can carry them. Lay hold of God as he puts his hand on us in every circumstance, every trial, every challenge, every triumph and every step of faith. Above all else, I want to tell you this morning that God is faithful. He is stable. He is trustworthy. And if we fall, if we fall, if we jump off the swings, he will catch us. He is waiting at the, the bottom of the slide with a huge beaming smile on his face. Jane and I only this week started to watch a series on YouTube called The Chosen. And in that, there was the, the wedding ceremony where he changed the water into wine. And in this, they portrayed Jesus as dancing and laughing and, and rejoicing in that moment. It, was, it challenged me. I thought, I've never seen Jesus do that before. But he would have. It was a celebration. Why wouldn't he do that? Salvation is ours if we believe. 
Healing, restoration, redemption, freedom are all ours because of Jesus. He's blessed us with eternal life. Have faith in God this morning. Here's my encouragement. Start small, but keep it simple. Let's stand. I'm done. I'm so happy. I'm so pleased. (laughs) You have had seeds put into your life this morning. The Holy Spirit has taken His Word and put it in your heart and into your spirit. encourage you this week water fertilize that word if you're going through something believe the word of God when you start to search it out for your answer simplify your prayers don't reason stuff out have a pure heart and spirit. Let God do something in your heart this week. Father, I thank you for your people. Thank you for your people. And in the name of Jesus, I declare to you, Lord, my healing God, I cried out for a miracle and you healed me. You brought me back from the brink of death. From the depths below, now here I am. I'm alive, Father. I'm well, Father. I've been restored, Father, fully restored. I thank You that there's no chip, no dent, no uh, chink in my armour. There's nothing in my life, in my spirit. You see me as whole. You see me as holy. You see me righteous. You see me as worthy. You see me as everything that You created me to be. And I rejoice in that today. Father, I know that I've gone through some stuff and it caused me to think that I was spiralling down. It caused me to think I was going down to this. I thought I was done. But Lord, You're in the resurrection business. You raise up the dead. You call those things that aren't as though they are. And I received that Word this morning. That's my Word. This message is my message in Jesus' Name. And I thank You that today I can walk out of this place completely transformed, having the seeds of life placed in my spirit that will bear a fruit that continues to bear fruit, that continues to bear fruit in every dry and dusty season, in every season of drought. I declare my life will produce a fruit that lasts. In Jesus' Name, I declare it this morning. I declare it this morning. 
in Jesus' name. I receive that word. Do you receive that word this morning? Do you receive that word? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I just want to take a moment. Maybe there's some people here. I don't know everybody here this morning that uh, where you're sitting or where you're standing so far as a relationship with Jesus is concerned. But maybe you're watching online and um, you just want to experience what we've been talking about. I want to tell you something. It's just between me and you. I want to tell you that Jesus loves you. I want to tell you that Jesus loves you. I want to tell you that Jesus loves you. And he wants to raise you up. You weren't destined, weren't created to sit in a gutter. You weren't created to lose. You weren't created to be poor. You weren't created to be weak. You're created by the Lord of glory to shine. And if you give your life to Him, He will make you shine with His glory, with His help, with His word, with His strength. All you need to do is to say yes to Jesus this morning. Are there people here this morning who just want to say yes to Jesus? Maybe online. Do you want to say yes to Jesus? And pray this with Dear Lord Jesus, let's all say this. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank you for your people today. I thank you for the wonder and awe of who you've called them to be and created them to be. And I ask you to bless them as they go today. Father, that as they go, you've lit them up so that they can light up around the world. That you've renewed them and transformed them so that they can bring renewal and transformation in their lives. Father, bless them as they go. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week, everyone. See you at the prayer meeting on on Wednesday night and then the working bee be great. Have a great week. God bless.